Hey, it's Brett. Welcome to Optimize. On today's episode, I want to share with you the John C. Maxwell Law that made me quit my job. So the big question is, how are entrepreneurs like us who have too much to do and too little time able to build both the business and the life of our dreams? That's the question. And on this podcast, we'll explore the journey to the answer. My name is Brett Ingram, entrepreneur and award-winning product creator. I chose to build a business and have a time for a personal life, and I want to help you do the same. Welcome to Optimize. So John C. Maxwell is a great motivator, and he talks a lot about leadership. So I, my first experience, my first exposure to him um, was actually at a company that I used to work for. So if I take it back a, a few decades now, I was working for a company in New York and I was selling insurance. And at the time, I actually really liked what I was doing because I was providing insurance to union families and I felt it was a really valuable service. You know, it's something that a lot of them didn't recognize how little insurance they actually had. And so by providing these extra things, it was a little more security for their families. So I believed in what I was doing, but at the time, the person who was running the office introduced us as a sales staff to John C. Maxwell and some of his videos and, and his leadership teachings, which I'm super grateful that I was exposed to him at that particular time because I feel like I've learned a lot and I really love his lessons on leadership and in life. But the irony is that the very person that showed me and and introduced me to John C. Maxwell's stuff is also the person that I needed to stop working for. And so basically what happened is we would have these weekly sales meetings. And in the weekly sales meetings, we'd go over how everybody did for the week and we'd talk about various you know techniques or thoughts or ideas. And as a motivational sort of platform, um, he would show us some videos or we would, you know, watch or talk about various, um, you know, motivational elements or aspects, things that we could do to sort of get us get us in the right mind frame for the week. Uh, because selling is a difficult thing, especially if you're in a door-to-door -door type of environment. And so we were watching some videos on uh, from, from Maxwell and one of them, he was going through these very various irrefutable laws of leadership. And I remember that we got to this one called the law of the lid. And basically what, what Maxwell says is that in any organization, the law of the lid says that no one in the organization will rise above the person at the top in terms of their level. So if you think of this on a numerical scale, let's say that the person who runs the office, their leadership is on a scale of one to 10. If they are, say, a six, then what will happen is they will hire people that are sixes or less. Now, what will happen is if somebody comes into the organization that for whatever reason thought, geez, you know, this seems like a really great place to work. I think I'll take the job. And the person is an eight or a nine. You know, they really see leadership from, you know, a servant mentality and they want to do all the right things and everything else and they want to work at a great organization for a great leader. And what happens is the leader who's above them, the person that they report to is a six, they will quickly get to a point where they get very frustrated with the way things run. 
It'll be an organization that doesn't uh, mirror their values. And it'll be a place that they don't feel that there's any room for them to grow. They're already feeling stifled by the time that they get going. Conversely, if you have people that are too low, they will naturally feel as though this leader who's an eight or a nine, and I'm at a four or a five, this is pushing me too hard. You know, this is too intense an environment. You know, I'm not, I don't want to work that hard. I don't want to, you know, help people that much. I don't want to produce that much. I don't want to work at that level. And those people will, will either be fired or they'll self-selectively leave because they realize it's not the right environment. But the point is, if you want to keep people who are really good, you need to create an environment that's going to be conducive to keep those people. You need a leader at the top that's also in that particular, um, you know, at that particular level. And the irony of this whole situation is I'm listening to this video and I'm watching this man talk about this stuff and I'm enthralled. I'm, I'm really interested in what he's saying and I believe in what he's saying. But at that same time, I had the realization that the place that I was working and the person that I was working for didn't have a leadership style that was congruent with what I wanted. You know, I wanted to become a leader in the agency also. I wanted to build an agency under me because I felt like we could help a tremendous number of people. And I always had a really, you know, uh, positive, you know, approach to leadership and to working with other people. Well, this particular guy um, was sort of an old school military guy, and he had a very different leadership style. I'm not sure where he learned it from, but his basic idea was to constantly threaten you with pulling away the business that you built. So if you, you know, worked to build an agency and sell a bunch of policies and recruit other agents and do all these other things, anytime you voiced anything that was negative or, or unhappy with the way the current situation was, his answer was always exactly the same. Well, no problem. I can just take your agency away and give it to somebody else. So instead of trying to find a way to make the people that work for him happy, what he did instead was try to intimidate them with the fact that he had power over them and could take away their business any day of the week. Well, if you're somebody that's looking at something from a long-term perspective and you want to be in a situation where you could build something that will endure, the last thing that you want is to constantly be threatened about having it pulled out from underneath you after you put in all the work to build it. And so I instantly knew as we were going through those, those lessons and those videos that this was not a place that I could stay. And I eventually, not that day, but I eventually did resign and I left. And the funny thing is in my, in my exit interview at the time, you know, he said to me, you know, I'm really confused by you. He said, you know, you are a great agent and you're really good and smart and you know what you're doing, but yet you weren't as successful as I would have thought that, you know, you, you could have been. I mean, I trained other agents in there. I was agent of the month. I sold more than anybody else. I trained the next agent of the month who sold more than anybody else. But my own results, my own production was inconsistent. And part of the reason for that was because I was not happy. I was not feeling good about where I was working. I loved what I was actually doing, but I didn't like the place that I worked and I didn't like the person that I worked for. 
And so I had a very hard time buying into this and, and being all in, you know, and for me as a person, it's hard for me to fake it. If I don't really believe in it, if I don't really love what I'm doing and I don't believe in the organization, it's very difficult for me to continually go out there and try to pitch stuff to other people that I don't believe in myself. And so the lesson that I think that's important and, and just as a corollary to the story, um, he was subsequently let go and replaced with somebody else. And it's sad because I ultimately like him as an individual. I think he was a nice guy. And I think that he was trying to do the right thing, but I don't think that he had the tools or the resources or the knowledge. He only had one way that he knew to do things. And when it didn't work, it was double down and do it more. And so it was a sad ending to the way that it all turned out, but a really important and valuable lesson from it all. And that is in any organization, first off, if you're working in an organization and you find that the person above you makes you feel stifled, you probably are not in the right organization for who you are. You probably need to find the place where who you are resonates better with what the actual culture is and who the people are that lead it. If you are leading an organization, if you, you know, your business and you're owning that business and you have people that are working for you, you want to make sure that no matter what level, if you honestly look yourself in the mirror and try to rate yourself on a one to 10, no matter what level you're at right now, you're constantly growing and evolving and you're encouraging people around you to do the same thing. Because when we, when we grow, when we feel productive and we're, and we're contributing and we're growing, we always feel better about things. And people will be a lot more patient and a lot more tolerant if they feel like you're trying to find the answers, as opposed to, this is the way it is, I'm the boss, it's my way or the highway. You know, if you are constantly investing in yourself to learn and become a better leader, and you're investing in the people that you work with and that work for you, then they will feel valued. And when they feel valued, they'll provide you with feedback that in turn you can use to get better at what you do. And, it's a, and it is really a two-way street where, where the information and the, and the value flows back and forth. And know this as someone who's running an organization, the people that work for you will only work as hard for you as they feel valued or as they're being monitored. The minute that you walk out, the minute that you need time away, the minute that you go to do something where you aren't overseeing it, if you treat people like crap, they'll stop working and they'll start treating your customers like crap. If you treat people really well, they'll treat people really well even when you're not there. And that's the kind of organization that you really wanna to strive to build no matter what business, no matter what industry, and no matter what market that you're currently in. Be sure to subscribe so you get every episode and share it with a friend. And until next time, remember, no matter what you want from your business and your life, don't compromise, optimize.